Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Thursday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is May 20th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I, uh, God, really love being out watching live golf in a major championship today. I, I was out there all day. It was just glorious, perfect weather, and uh, it was just so fun to just watch championship golf. It is, uh, it, yeah, not to get like sappy, it is so good to be back. Uh, on site watching a major podcasting with you like i don't know i, I don't want to be sappy I just, i'm just grateful to be here grateful that the pga is happening grateful that it's at kiowa it's been a great day been a great week so far uh you know it's just we're gonna have some guests i think but just you and i we got to turn this one around quickly yeah. i'm cracking in athletic brewing today's gonna tonight's gonna be athletic brewing night i think i'm actually <laughs> We got a, we got a, a Smith Devro delivery last night and uh, might have dipped About a little. Seventy five percent of it is gone. So <laughs> a little too far into the Smith Devro, <laughs> and uh, tonight tonight's all going to be about recovery Quick while turnaround. while still unwinding yeah, with well, Athletic I, Brewing. So shotgun start fifteen, I think, is our fifteen percent promo code off Athletic Brewing. It's free shipping on twelve packs. Athleticbrewing.com. It is the way to. Uh, Get that little taste while also keeping a clear head. God. It has been instrumental in our sort of ability to do the balancing act over the last year. This is the first time I've had the Cerveza Athletica, and yeah, it one. is delightful. It's a new one. I don't this think is... we plan to do this ad read off the top, no, but it's working, no. right? Well, it's only going to be a 25-minute episode. Okay. There's there no need to talk for an hour. This is going to be moot in, in, uh, in about eight hours, all these results. The Beverage Boys House. That's what we are. Smith Devereaux Athletic Brewing, thank you for sponsoring uh, Shotgun Start 15. Please go out, stock your fridge with that. It is alternative and critical to have on hand. Um, all right, I'm getting a message from Jacob Anderson. We did a Q&A on Instagram on the shuttle ride home. So follow the Instagram. We're having a little bit of fun, a little jovialism on there. Said I heard from someone on the ground that one half of the bracelet boys, Brian Gay, was sprinting to the tee, knocking over gates to make his tee time. Wondering if you all could confirm. I actually can. I, I can't confirm 100%, but I was on the range as he was warming up, and I kept checking his time. And these tee boxes are far. They're yeah. nowhere near the range. I actually have a piece coming out for Golf Digest on this. And I, that's why I was there. I was, like, timing these guys. And he was, like, six minutes before his time. I was like, there's no way he's going to make it. So I don't know if he knocked over gates, but whatever he did to make it, he was huffing and puffing. He had to have bolted out of there. So that's our that that's your quick answer, live answer, Jacob. What did you think of the day? Um, it was it was great. I was really surprised. I think the wind um was almost worse in the morning than the afternoon. It was a delightful day in the yes. afternoon, and I think we could see, depending on how tomorrow morning is and how tomorrow afternoon is, we could see a real distinct advantage to the afternoon morning wave, um because. 
the wind freshened mid morning, but then it kind of died down, and it was it was just I mean. About as perfect of a day to play Kiwa Island at, at the ocean course as, as it possibly could. I yeah I don't I I saw some tweets about oh the wind's picking up now like it's it's getting windy like it's windy out here and like I, it's never not windy at the ocean course yeah. but like relatively speaking it wasn't too bad uh, based on what I've seen earlier know, in the past the week. and this yeah, week exactly. Um, so I I think there was this was an opportunity. Now who knows? Maybe it stays like that. That is a, that is kind of the status quo for the rest of the week. But I, I would not consider that to have been a windy day for the ocean course. Um, we had somebody ask us, are they could they lose the course by the weekend? I, I just don't think like they're no. near that. They 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 know how to keep this course. The course is in, the in yeah. absolute immaculate shape. The yeah. greens are just amazing. Yep. Uh, condition and that's where you'd lose them and. I think the golf course, I, I have my qualms about the rough lines. I think there are yeah. a lot of bad ones, and <laughs> there are a lot, frankly, like unnecessary a lot of places. Like there are places, the fourth hole, there's this rough line that just stops balls from going into the water. It's idiotic. Um, I don't think they did a good job with that at all, um, and they need to rethink like just standard. They It seems like they just standardized setup over and over and over again, copy and paste. Um, but the the golf course is in such perfect perfect shape De- jeff stone and his crew deserve a lot of credit um and it's so bouncy you have to hit perfect shots you, when you're downwind it's really difficult with with some of the pins i like that they had some front pins out there on the back nine you're playing downwind with a front pin it's just really hard um one thing I noticed they they mowed down this. The, we had talked about the eleventh hole and how left of it's just dead. Yep. We watched Victor Perez and and JP yeah throwing balls. Yeah, they mowed it. They mowed all oh, the really? all the tall stuff out. I must have done it last night because I saw it yesterday. Off just, the green, just off the green, the green left okay. on eleven, a par five that was is it really reachable. It took really the bite out of it because this morning I was watching Xander Westy um, and a ball. Uh, rolled up there and then rolled right back down. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, I watched, um, Spieth airmailed it there. Yeah. I, and two, he was long, right. Mm-hmm. And, and then had a beautiful chip up and down. Yeah, But and there, that, that, that was native, high stuff, right? Yeah, it was right. high stuff. And now it's just mowed down Interesting. to nothing. Um, Interesting. So yeah, it, it, but the, uh, God, a golf course is great. It's so fun to watch these guys hit shots in the wind. Uh, the hit long irons that, you know, I sat, I watched the 17th tee a lot today, and it was just such a fun tee shot to watch these guys. I mean, you had JT tried to hit a choke down five wood, and like you could see him, he kept going back and forth between clubs, it, just the indecision. And then every guy is hitting it left and letting it fade back. And the last guy we watched oh, right, yeah. on the 17th hole, Wills Al Torres, that was one of the, what, it just was an insane shot. Like, and it just, Sitting there watching all, almost all the best players in the field hit bail. that shot, bail left and let it. And if they didn't bail, like they're just starting at the left not, edge of the green, right, letting it float back. He just hit it over the right, uh, in the over the water, draw back. It had the speed, a sound, and it just the trajectory low, was low, low. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, God, it was that was that was something else. It, and just watching that shot and seeing these guys have to hit long irons 
has been really, really fun today. We were at ground level for that, just kind yeah. of sitting on the ground behind him. And I think, yeah, just the impact of that and, and the, the shape, like you said, the right to left was because you watched much more than I did there. I saw maybe a few groups. Uh, that was that was a good good note to go out on for us in terms of off the course. You're talking about some of the greens. Like I, I watched 14 for a while, and I think this should get to your your con- common refrain that right. Like, what are the shots that you love to watch the most or that we remember the most? Right? It's not drives. Like watching 17 was awesome today. I watched 14, which I think is just a contender. Is like right there with 17, different kind of hole, but uh, you know, different kind of green. Um, and like the best shot I saw was Shane Lowry and he got it. It was way back. They were his first hole coming into the wind and uh, it was so close to being gone, going down, but it was perfect that the narrowness between being the best shot of the day and going off the back of the green is kind of what you want, right? I mean, a few minutes before Billy Ho, the baton boy, the town crier, the oh. drum majorette had, had went long. He went down the back of the hill, slammed his club, uh, into his into his back, just incredulous, shaking his hand, hands, uh, shaking his head, throwing his hands up in the air. But like, there's a difference there, and, and you got to have it. Maybe it's a little bit of just fortune pulling the right club in the right wind, and you guessed right, of course. But that should matter. That the, the narrowness between the best shot of the day and maybe a ball that's flying off, rolling down the back of the green should matter, and, and you shouldn't be rewarded if you did get the wrong club. Yeah, it was neat this morning, it, and it, it's not just not the right club; it's the right hitting the right shot. Shots, yeah. yeah. So this morning I was watching um, Rory, Brooks, and JT hit into into that green. Oh man! And uh, the cerveza is amazing. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> First sip, okay. I, I like it extraordinarily. That good. wasn't part of the. It's um, actually very good. All right, I, like, yeah. Like I'm probably gonna have like three of these tonight. <laughs> um, the um. The JT, so like Rory and, and Brooks try to hit these, their fades in, like they're just trying to hit like stock shot shape in, and they, their ball kind of floated in the wind, came up just short left. JT gets up and hits this just like drilled low draw in there it to, to six feet, makes birdie. But it's just like, I think one of the things I think was like that Zalatora shot and the JT shot stood out because here... It's into the wind. Both of those shots are into the wind, long irons. And rather than hitting the safe shot like the that they're comfortable with, those guys hit the golf shot that really could penetrate the wind. It's the right shot. And I think that's what we're seeing with the leaderboard in general is like there aren't going to be any pretenders up there with in terms of like these. A lot of these guys are are the best flushers like, you know, Corey Connors only player on tour in the top 10 strokes gained off the tee strokes gained approach. You got Victor Hovland who I I watched him play with Westy and this morning predominantly. And the guy just makes golf look so simple. It's just an, it's just fairways and greens. It's so boring and it, it just looks so easy. You know, he's like a, like a, you know, souped up, private jet and Westy was out there looking like a, a single engine Cessna this morning. <laughs> you know, the one thing that jumps to mind when you talk about Zalatoris deciding to hit the different shot and, and Thomas like runs counter to kind of what like the, the talking points are or the narrative that we, that we established about these young guys. Of course we know JT hits mm-hmm. some different shots. We've seen it. It's a great fanfare and 
content at the players, the, the hard hook and the low draw. But with Zalatoris, you just, you know, we hear like these young guys come out, they only hit one shot. They only hit one shot shape. It's a, to their benefit to only hit one shot shape. In so, some instances, we hear those are the, mar- you know, those that should be the mantra. Uh, so I think that's fascinating. It runs counter to conventional wisdom about all these young players that they, they you know, or maybe those are old guys that you hear like just kind of trying to, in my day, you know, but but it was fascinating to see Zalatoris be the one to really hit, yeah. hit a low, low draw. There. Definitely. I mean, there's some people that say that you should only hit one shape, mm-hmm. you know, some people that are, you know, close to Zalatoris. Any reaction but, to Corey Connors? We should give him some love before our friends to the north are, you know, hollering at us. I mean, I mean this what, wasn't a shocker. Fried Egg Paulie had him, I yeah, believe, in his yeah. picks uh, based on recent form, based on his skill set. Seems like it's not a shocker to have, but he's too clear. Here, here's a great recipe for major championships. When you're one of the best <laughs> players off the tee in the world and you're uh, one of the best players uh, approaching the green in the world. He almost hit me on my bike yesterday, last night, too, barreling down. Remember? Well, that was part of our little q and I was riding my bike. He, I mean, he didn't come that close, but he came around oh, the corner. He that, uh, He's that, at the, 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 yeah, the, the house and, with the can- Canadian flag. And I, we assume yeah. we just guessed it was his house. I guess it's him and Mac Hughes. Brentley Romine said it's her pages, the old Kent State coach's maybe house. We should go over there. We should see, maybe bring see some if athletic over. Some hockey or something. Or something. <laughs> Knock on the door. It's right on the beach. What a beautiful house. You know, hockey. I mean, maybe I need to be the, the <laughs> college golf coach and get, if I can get beachfront real estate for being a college golf coach at a mid major school, <laughs> sign me up. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not his own. I don't know what it is. But, you know, you think the 18 hole leader would accept our, our offering of. NA athletic beer. Are you going there, getting in his head as he's trying to win a major championship? I don't know. He might be. He might be on the lookout for undercover CT operators. <laughs> but that is that's good. the. I. I mean, uh, I Keegan. Th- Keegan's I think, a similar type of ball striker, right? Yeah, he just Keegan. doesn't putt. Yeah, but he gets the Flusher. shit out of it. Yeah, yeah you. Yeah. Like Brooks Kepka. Great ball striker. That I think that's my surprise on this leaderboard of the day. It's, it's just like. We haven't seen anything that would make you believe he was going to play great other than that he's a great player, Yeah, you know? Um, but so much uncertainty coming in, so little play. Um, to see him right there at the top on a tough day and, uh, it, you know, with him playing in the morning, just a, just a great round of golf for Brooks. And I think it got swept under the rug. This is the way he wants to be. Nobody was talking about him. That's he's true. got a ch- He's won two out of the three, the last three PGA championships. He was in the mix at last year's PGA until his, uh, you know, some rolling around on the ground, ill-advised DJ comment. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we go off topic for a second real quick? Cause we're talking about Keegan. I was following the speed group and he's playing with Zalatoris and Webb. And I just wonder, like, deep down, Spieth doesn't, like, take runs or speak out about much. But, like, Spieth's putting. It's a skill. It's a bugaboo. It's everything, right? But he's playing with Webb and Zalator. I wonder what he thinks about those guys having putters running up to their shoulder, basically, running up to their, their bicep, you know? I would love to get his unvarnished comments just because does he feel like he's at a disadvantage? It was just something that popped in my head as those guys were kind of prancing around the green in front of speed who's got the you know the standard length putter and and that has been his weapon and sometimes it's a bugaboo but anyways just popped in my head i wonder i, I would love to get a lot of people talking about the arm lock on it tour. does seem i think i think there's a lot of conversation among players that don't arm lock yeah it does seem like 
yeah, there, there could be a divide there. Uh, all right, what else do you want to talk about? Anything? Um, the Catlin penalty, John Catlin. He's the sacrificial, as Will Knights tweeted, he's not the first person with the initials JC to be the sacrificial lamb. Um, I, did they just invite there. him? They invited him just to pop him? I mean, everybody was slow. It I had was so real people slow thinking they there. wouldn't get done before dark when darkness is 8.30. Are they even done, done now? They just We're recording finished. somewhat early. It's eight. I mean, I think I heard, I believe Joel Beal told me that the first group off was like 520, 525. Yeah, it was six so. hours out there. It was, I mean, it just was brutal. How does that change? Is there anything they can do about it? Given the length, given the wind, uh, like. Start assessing more penalties. Pop why did Catlin, guys. why is Catlin the one? Everybody out there is doing well, it. Well, they couldn't do it to a club pro. So then they had to go to the, you know, low man on the totem pole. Yeah. Couldn't do it to Ricky. Couldn't do it to the other special exemption. <laughs> yeah. Special so no, he just next man up, you know? <sighs> Are you are you encouraged? Are you actually I'm happy? happy? I okay. love to see slow play penalties. Who knows what happened? It's I think it's the first one since uh, Tinling Wan in the Masters. Am I if I'm not mistaken? Well, you're forgetting about the Zurich Classic. Well, that was was that after Guan? The, yeah, the, yeah, that the, was it was like the t- team of Zurich oh, Classic. It was the it was the local club pro team, and uh, <laughs> and then uh, what's his name from uh, Illinois? Brian Campbell and yeah. uh, and uh, Carval. Carvalho. Yeah, Carvalho. Carvalho. Yeah. <laughs> Two guys that were like ranked 200th in the FedEx Cup. Uh, so, yeah, that was in- encouraging to see. I don't have a ton of reaction. I, I wish wanted- they would start handing them out to some ho- more high-profile guys or some more guys that are like in prime position on the leaderboard. That would really put a scare in some guys. I want to talk about, you know, friend of the program, Brad Merrick, club right. pro. He's not low club pro. He's there's Ben Cooks even. He's plus one. But Brad Merrick was at one point tied tied three. third. Yeah. Yeah. Just just a great guy. I played a lot of golf. He was a you know a legend growing up in the Chicago area. I played a junior tournament with him. I hadn't seen him for like I, ten plus years. And randomly in twenty fourteen I got in, a, in an Uber that he was driving. I was a little banged up when I got in. And then by the halfway, I'm like, hey, are you, are you Brad Merrick? Driving Uber. Yeah, and he was playing professional golf at this yeah. point. He's trying to make it. Um, later on, we were a member of the same club in Chicago, played tons of golf together then. Um, and then, you know, his wife got is like a, a really successful attorney. Uh, she's the, uh, on the legal team for Apple, so she moved out to California. Oh, I would Even, assume you would move for that one. Yeah, get and, that gig. And he yeah. he uh, he gave gave up playing. He played in Indiana with Overton, and you know he never made like he never played on the PGA Tour uh, in a tour event. Yeah, and and then all of a sudden he he gives it up. He's teaching at Corica Park, and uh, now he finds himself in the in the PGA Championship, and he absolutely showed out today. You know, it's just really neat to see, uh, you know, a guy that battled, you know, banged his head against the wall of professional golf for, for a number of years with limited success. And then, you know, he, he gets in a major championship and he just plays outstanding. He, he's a slender man. He might be the tallest guy in the field. Six, he six. A, and he's got the big bucket. Going. Yeah, it, yeah. It, and he's got Striking. about 30 people. They, they're calling the bucket hat brigade that are following him. Oh, really? Yeah. He's got a lot of guys. Out yeah. Here. Okay. And he, he's been here for two weeks in his, uh, 
He's been plotting out the course with his high school co- golf coach. Oh, cool. So cool his, story. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat. Uh, lots of, uh, he's got a, you know, a dog, dog account on Instagram, you know, he What's drives the name a pre- of that? Prius. He's a he, big coffee snob. Okay. Waffles. Waffles, Waffles pup. Waffles Instagram. pup. All right. Yeah. So that's a Brad Merrick or Brett Merrick's. The club we remember at was, uh, had a range uh-huh. th- just like Seminole. You play the ninth hole. If you spray it right. You're on the range. Mm-hmm. He's a big proponent of just continuing to practice. Oh, really? Yeah. You, through the play? Yeah, he'll just keep yeah. hammering balls. Okay. Doesn't right. care for the livelihood of the, of the <laughs> other people. Hey. He's teaching the youth, though. He's Yeah, it sounds like he's a teaches some elite youth players out in uh, the Bay Area. Um, I saw... So he's in position to make the cut. Yeah. As, I mean, he's halfway home. you got 18 to play. A lot can good can happen. So bad. But we won't dwell on that he's tied with westy i saw alan shipnuck insinuating that they are not setting it up with its full teeth to protect the club pros do you give that any credence i think they're probably more scared of i i, I love the take from alan i like him throwing it out there i, I think it's more the, they'd probably be more scared of jt hollering at him people like that uh i don't think it was were you okay with the very, setup I, I was gonna say like they you, moved up a couple of te- like yeah. I think that's just a, a ridiculous take, to be completely the, honest. Maybe one that if maybe if you spend a little more time on the ground, you'd realize that that wasn't really sacrificed much on that. I think like some well, of the things they did moving the tee up on on the seventh hole makes a harder driving hole for the really good players because that fairway bends right where they want to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. To be clear, I think he said it last night about the prospects of them moving it up, not necessarily the actual setup today. I, I, but the one thing that, that's always a holler, like uh, the club pro. Like I just think it's their championship. Like, like Jeff Hart. Give. I wish. What Jeff would he Hart, have done? I think he's on chipping seven, to on forward tees. I think on seventeen he would have been hitting from the tee to, to another the, tee. Yeah, he's trying to suck it back. Like it's just <laughs> yeah, stick it to the forward tee and then hit up. Jeff Hart was, of course, the club pro last year that hit 12 drivers off the deck in a a round. He came up short on like six par fours. It would have just been incredible to see him out. An older, older club pro at Harding Park. I mean, he's struggling to like carry the ravine on 18, right? Uh, Yeah. Or the the lake that that cuts the inlet there. But yeah, he, some of those guys, Sonny Skinner struggled, I think, quite a bit today. One of the older club pros, but. I think it, you know you gotta have them be a part of the championship, and I just think that's that's part of this deal. Um, what else from the day? Anything bother you? I think Bryson not yelling four. I saw it happen live. I was like, I mean, it was a rocket, right? In it, 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 you gotta say something. I saw John Huggin, the Scotsman, on top of it, you know, of like mind with his fellow Scott Bobby McIntyre, called it disgraceful behavior from uh, Bryson not yelling four. So that was something I didn't enjoy. Uh, should we talk about the backboard at all on eighteen? On eighteen, this became a topic of, of conversation and, and execution. In fact, by players coming off the tee, this was the first hole we walked out to on Tuesday because eighteen, you know, you're right there. And we walked out there, and I was, you know, I was like, wow, this seems a little closer. Like, yeah, that's way, way too close. We should we probably should discuss it in our preview pod. And lo and behold. You know, with trouble right and backboard left and not a huge fairway. It's not, you know, a, a landing strip, but it's not huge. They're, 
they're shooting them off there and saying it out loud. Keegan says they better wear their hard hats out there, up on those chalets. Um, did you want to say you had some intel or something about why those might be so close or why, you know, in terms of the infrastructure ability at Kiowa? Oh, yeah. You know, like well, the, that's like an interesting thing. They just don't. Well, so like Kiowa, obviously famous for hosting the most iconic Ryder Cup in history. And, um, you know, I, I was out when I was out there in January, I was talking with some people and I was like, God, they should host another Ryder Cup out here. Yeah. And uh, I was told like it's not big enough, like yeah. the commercial. Th- this is one of the things that's so tough is like it's a golf course that has enough length for championship golf. But one of the things it doesn't have enough space for yeah. necessarily, like it's not the biggest moneymaker that the PGA has because it just frankly can't. I, it, like it might have worked well yeah. having the limited fans this year exactly you know? like there, there's just you know there's one road in one road out and then there's not as much space for uh, infrastructure as you need for a Ryder Cup which is wild you Ryder know, Cup's like, a massive part and you have so many stakeholders you have a European tour needs their chalets and yeah uh, so that's kind of getting at like there's not a lot of space to put those kind of things the chalets and we're not excusing backboarding we never would but you know they gotta they gotta kind of you know give pat some those big investors or, or big sponsors they gotta give them a little bit of sugar and I guess that's where they've put them but it does seem like it will continue to be in play. Does that bother you as much as some of the other backboarding things over the green? I mean it's it's certainly a, a I mean like aid. on on the scale of the big blue wall at uh, at dinosaur yeah. This is this is probably like a four if the dyna, the big blue wall is like a ten. Okay, all right. So I I mean it's fine. How about Scrivener? You know he's out That's there. A, that was a hard left turn. Yeah. What about him? Did he sail up to the clubhouse? Think, you know he he didn't get it done coming down the stretch. He's one over. But uh, you know when I saw him playing well, I was like, how how did we not have him on the radar? He's a man of the high seas the at the ocean thing. course. Right. Right. Do you have any reaction to Phil? I mean, what? we got to see it again. It's happened at Quail Hollow, yeah, right? It, and then he, like, you know, let's see two rounds in a row. I'm not getting excited about Phil until we see two rounds in a row. Ricky. Ricky. Two rounds what, in a row. What if Ricky wins this on, on an event when he shouldn't have even be here? I mean, it makes you wonder, does it count? If he didn't, uh, you know, by the way, like his playing well is not evidence that he should have gotten the exemption. Like, no, that doesn't work that way. You don't you don't reverse reverse engineer it like that. Like that, like it still doesn't mean he, he should be here. But whatever. I, I want to see Ricky play well. We're getting word that maybe he has some sunglass activation coming up. Yeah. And that's why he's wearing those things. I, I mean, Who knows? Doesn't do anything for free. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Sungjae. uh at two under lurking. Yeah. This is, get him out of the military service. And it, just, you know, we yeah. can't, can't lose him. Any super big disappointments? Uh, Omar Uresti shot 82. But Rory shot your 75 was exactly what you pegged him as. You said, I'm going to do one done, and then I'm going to go out and watch him shoot 75, and I'm going to kick myself. And he shot 75. Dude, it's it's a mental block. It just, You can't. How are you Rory McIlroy? And you bogey three of the three of the four par fives. Yeah. How how is that even possible? Well, he started with the ball out in the hazard, right on eleven or ten. So began the day with the, the ball into the hazard, which is becoming a thing 
at majors, apparently. We his, walked. His back nines in first round are like a real problem. Like, because he got, he got through the, the tough stretch, the toughest part of the golf course, even par, and then yeah. he goes out and shoots 39. Yeah. It's, and it's, it, it's not the first nine holes that is causing him problems. It's the second nine of the first round. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Anything else on this? Uh, can you talk about, can you talk about your conversation on the driving range yesterday with the, the, the boys in blue? the finest <laughs> well you were telling this story on the shuttle this morning well, i could not stop laughing you, you know tell i've been really wondering if, you know a few months ago i brought this up about how how we get how, how does somebody get in a biker gang you know how does it how does it work and i i saw you know on the way in on wednesday i saw a bunch of cops on bikes on bikes on motorcycles thought, yeah thought Chips. crossed my mind you know what the police would be great people to ask about this they probably know these things i've had to hear about these biker game ruminations several times this week and uh it's really something i i i want to know so i you know i i got talking to a cop on the range <laughs> and a couple others came up and and i said hey I went. I was walking away, and I thought, "Oh, I better yeah. ask these guys." Yeah, you can't, you, I, you got the courage up to ask them. Yeah, and I asked them, you know, about it, and they were like, "Well, you know, you got you got to just hang out with seedy people." What was your rea- What was their reaction when you started asking this? They, they you know, laughed. This joker on the driving range is asking the cops about how long goes asking, back. Well, they were asking me about who I thought was going to win. So. Yeah. You, know, you turned it around it's, on. Yeah, it. <laughs> it's fair fair game for me to ask them the question. How does one get in a biker game? So they said, you know, you start hanging around with seedy individuals. You yeah. know, that's the way to do it. And I said, what if you just buy a bike and start riding with a group? group? What would happen? <laughs> they were like, I, I, that's, I wouldn't say that's the way to go about it. They didn't, they didn't yeah. agree with that process. They said, go find a hang and, you know, make friends with them. Don't just try and force uh, yourself in, into the situation. Let's put the bike before the yeah. gains. Yeah. Post the cart before the horse. I said, what happens, though, if you just start riding with them? And they're like, yeah, you know, who knows what would happen? They might try and lose you. Yeah. They might. You're just trying to glom on. You pull up next to them on your bike. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? All right. So they said, just start hanging around with seedy people. Yeah. The yeah. imagery of you on the driving range at a major champion. I wonder if anybody else is, is peppering them with questions like that. They were that. perplexed when I asked the question. <laughs> I'll t- tell you I that. can only imagine. Any other thoughts you want to get off on this Thursday? This is a quick one. The, the shelf life of this is short. Um, I don't know. There's The, the cut, it's, yeah, it's what do you pretty want compressed. Cu- you know? Right. Like, I feel like the, the thing is, like, these guys could go from, from eighth. Like, Phil could so easily miss the cut tomorrow. Yeah, uh, he, he could he could be on the wrong side of the cut line by the turn, you know, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, yeah, I, I don't think anybody's safe. No, no one's safe. I, I know there are guys that are definitely not making the cut like Omari Resty and some of the other guys who were up in the 80s. But low, th- low thumb is uh, Thom Lewis. <laughs> you talk to a I talked to a family a, member of a Thomas. <laughs> And you suggested, and she was all in on, on calling him Thomas. Yeah, Thami. Yeah, she said, "Oh, I'd love to call him Thami." <laughs> Might start doing that. Pretty good. All right, I think that does it. it. Good. Any other parting thoughts? We good? Another fantastic night from the uh, Beverage Boys house. 
You go to athleticbrewing.com, use the promo code SHOTGUNSTART15 to get 15% off. And uh, we will be back with you on Friday. Assess where we are at the midpoint, the cut line, how the ocean course is playing. Uh, maybe do some more Instagram Q&As. I don't know. But we got to go get dinner. This will be up shortly and talk to you all tomorrow.